welcome to another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast. I'm your host, Ben the Conservatarian, and first off, I wanted to talk about the fact that it looks like Hunter Biden uh, pled guilty, and here are the charges that he pled guilty to. Gun possession, he's admitting to the felony gun possession allegation, but will enter into a pre-trial diversion agreement, and the other one is uh, tax offenses. Hunter Biden is entering into a guilty plea to two misdemeanors. Tax charges relate to his willful failure to pay taxes for 2017-2018. Filed on Tuesday indicates that he will pay more than $1.5 million. But the thing is, is right now, the Hunter Biden crime family, and this is Comer saying this from Congress, that they are um, in the process of getting all these bank statements and all this information from the IRS. And he thinks that there's between 20 and $30 million that the Biden crime family has acquired since Joe Biden was uh, a vice president and getting these uh, pay for play deals. I'll scratch your back, you scratch my back type stuff. And it's absolutely crazy. And then, and you got Merrick Garland that uh, skips town, goes over to Europe the same time that uh, the DOJ brings these uh, charges on Hunter Biden. Now, the interesting thing is, is CNN was saying that this is the beginning of the end of wrapping up the Hunter Biden case. But you got David Wise, that's the U.S. Uh, attorney in Delaware, that says that the investigation with Hunter Biden is far from over. So are we going to see very many more things come out or not? And the worst part about it is this plea deal, as of right now, it's looking like, and there's the potential of it, with this diversion agreement that Hunter Biden will never spend a day in prison. How about that one? So what is he going to get an ankle monitor and probation and have to do some community service? This is absolutely pathetic. But would you expect very much to happen besides getting a slap on the wrist? Hell, this might as well be a parking ticket for all I'm concerned. And now you're seeing the multi- tier justice system it's really sad you got all these people from jan 6 that are still in the dc gulag but yet hunter biden that is on videotape smoking crack having sex with hookers weighing cocaine having sex with minors um all sorts of stuff running around naked toting his gun around all this sort of stuff And this is all he gets so far. And I knew about this laptop over three years ago. Man, what a clown show. It's just, it's just sad. It's sad that, uh, that this is nothing. This is nothing for Hunter Biden. But, you know, what would you expect when your father is the resident of the White House? You can't make this stuff up, but... You know, Merrick Garland, he hasn't done a whole lot being the head of 
the Department of Justice. He could care less. They're all clowns working together, all a part of the deep state. There's nothing to see here. You know, it's just absolutely crazy. So, I don't know. We'll see what ends up happening. But, uh, but I'm just very disappointed in it. Who knows? You know, maybe he could have rolled over on somebody. Some bigger fish. I don't know. But when we know that he was human trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, you know, all these women in Europe that he had connections with between, like, Ukraine and Russia, all the Middle East, like, all this stuff that he was doing with women, and then, and then he was ha having sex with all these hookers in the U.S., and getting them to smoke crack and all this stuff, and yeah, maybe those maybe those chicks were doing it before, but um, imagine how many lives this man has potentially absolutely destroyed. I don't know. It's like I said, Hunter Biden didn't learn uh, how to do all this stuff on his own. There's a lot of skeletons in his closet. I personally feel whether. Uh, he was more or less pimped out and molested as a kid. I mean, there's a lot of arrows that point that direction because uh, this isn't normal. And the fact that he surrounds himself by uh, hookers all the time and doing drugs. This guy's in his 50s and he's literally never had to grow up. He's just been able to get away with all the stuff that he's done because of his father. It's just really, really sad. Maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see more charges brought against him. But uh, to me, he might as well have just been given a parking ticket because I would honestly be surprised if this guy ever sees a day in prison. So, I don't know. It's sad. So like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. So like, share, and subscribe to it. And then I want to give a shout out to my buddies over at the Solomon Clothing Company. Everything is 100% made in America. All the cotton, all the stitching, all the leather, all the embroideries. Everything's 100% made in America. There's no outsourcing whatsoever. So um, head over to their website, type in the promo code AWAKENOTWOKE, check out, and you'll get 10% off on your purchase. So um, something else that's interesting that I saw today. So... With those uh, 20 Republicans that voted against uh, Shift to basically be censored and lose his position, it sounds like, and this is what I've heard Massey say, the reason why he voted against it, and he wanted Paul Luna to rewrite it, and it sounds like they'll probably vote on it this week. Basically, they wanted her to take out the penalization for him to pay $16 million. Well, if you think about it, he did a whole bunch of propaganda, got all the news networks to go along with this stuff, and who knows, potentially kept Donald Trump in one of the many ways to keep Donald Trump from being president. I mean, the, like I said, these guys threw everything in the kitchen table at Donald Trump. They had to do everything that they possibly could. They had to ballot stuff. 
They had to screw up with the Dominion machines. You had Shifty Schiff out there the entire time, just lying and and pushing this PP tape hoax garbage. And then you had Clapper and you had Brennan that were out there saying, "Oh yeah, this is this is legit," and this, you know, and Donald Trump did all this, and he shouldn't be president. He's illegitimate, and he worked for the Kremlin, and blah 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 blah. They had to propagandize the American people, and they had to propagandize enough of them to not vote for him. But you know what's interesting? There's a poll out that says 80, 83% of all Americans want all this information that the DOJ has into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and the dealings between Burisma and the CCP. They want all this information released. They want it released. They don't want it redacted. They want the the whole thing released. Um, we'll see what ends up happening here, but it's very, very, very surprising that you even got a whole bunch. Basically, it's almost 100% of Republicans want it. But then you got well over, I think it was like 87% of independents and I don't know, 75% of Democrats. So you have a super majority of American people out there that want to know exactly what the hell Joe Biden was doing. How much money did he make? Like I said, you got Comer out there that's saying that they're going to see somewhere between 20 and $30 million by the uh, end of the week. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe by the first of the following month. So at that point, what are you going to do? Are you going to do anything? You're going to let Merrick Garland just dance around, do, 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 like a clown, and do absolutely nothing? I don't know. I don't know. This is a banana republic. What do you expect? Crime's going through the roof. We got all this inflation. They're trying to uh, scratch each other's backs. All this pay-for-play stuff is absolutely disgusting and like i said you know a politician is lying when their mouth is moving 100 percent. these guys are out there lying all the time why it takes the department of justice three years to move forward on anything after i heard about it but yet the fbi knew about it way before when that same computer shop owner went to him and said hey i got all this pornography all these pictures of little kids like this dude smoking crack like all this sort of stuff that was on his laptop goes there and the uh, fbi does absolutely nothing so it's a good thing that he made a copy of it so he had his own or else honestly we probably would have never ever heard anything about hunter biden's laptop but like I said, there's a multi-tier justice system, and we're seeing it right before our eyes. Trump, they go after him on stuff that was declassified, but yet they're saying, well, it was classified, but you, you have presidential privilege. I don't know. And then Joe Biden, you know, he, get, he has all those documents at his house when he had them before he was ever president. You're talking about he's vice president. They figured... As far back as 2012 and 2014, 
when he acquired all these documents? I don't know. I really don't know, but it's absolutely sad and pathetic the way our justice system works. Hunter Biden should get everything thrown at him. Joe Biden shouldn't be president. He should get everything thrown at him. Will anything happen? Probably not, because we know how the deep state, the crooked deep swamp of D.C., we know how it works. All a bunch of fat cats just getting fat off the American people and not doing a damn thing about it. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see between Hunter Biden's laptop and we'll see what happens with Shifty Schiff. I don't know. It's just really sad. I'm going to play a clip and it has Joe Biden talking. It has Hunter Biden talking. And uh, it has the CEO of uh, Burisma on there. It has uh, different people that are in Hunter Biden's uh, group with uh, Burisma and all these investments. And I'm going to play this clip so that people have an idea what a person Hunter Biden is. He calls from my father to tell me that the New York Times is calling. Hey, Palace Dad, it's 815. Um on uh, Wednesday night, if you get a chance, give me a call. Nothing, nothing urgent. Just want to talk to you. I thought the article, at least the thing on online, is going to be printed tomorrow in the Times, was good. I think it's clear. And uh, anyway, um, if you get a chance, give me a call. I love you. But my old partner, Eric, who literally has done me harm for I don't know how long, is the one taking the calls because my father will not stop sending the calls to Eric. This is a detail of most, if not all, of the 27 meetings that Eric Schwerin, who was Hunter Biden's business partner, had at the White House uh, between 2008 and uh, 2016. Eight of those meetings were in the year 2016 uh, alone. And there you see one of them, 229-2016. Steve Reschetti, who is the president's right. uh, then uh, chief of staff, is now his counsel. Hunter's business partner, Eric Schwerin, also attended 21 out of the 30 of those listed meetings with the then VP. I have another New York Times reporter calling about my representation of the, literally, Dr. Patrick Coe, the spy chief of China, who started the company that my partner, who was worth $323 billion, found it, and is now missing. The richest man in the world is missing, who was my partner. He was missing since I last saw him in his $58 million apartment and signed a $4 billion deal to be build the largest LNG port in the world. In one instance, a guy that helped Hunter secure $20 million deal, at the same time he was helping Hunter Biden, he was business partners with the vice minister of state security in China. That's their spy apparatus. And his responsibilities at the spy agent was recruiting foreign nationals to spy for China. So this is not just corruption. This is very serious national security stuff we're talking about. And I am receiving calls from the Southern District of New York, from the U.S. Attorney himself. My best friend in business, Devin, has named me as a witness without telling me. In a criminal case, and my father without telling me. I just want to pause and just 
let that sink in a little bit. Devin Archer is now a convicted felon. He got a meeting in the White House with the Vice President of the United States. That's kind of a big deal. And I, I'd also like to point out that Southern District, uh, he mentions that they, that they were uh, uh, listed as witnesses. Hunter and Joe Biden listed as witnesses from Devin Archer in a Southern District of New York court case. That's the exact same one I, uh, I just referenced. If I could read this, this was from the U.S. Attorney. He said, quote, these defendants orchestrated a highly complex scheme to defraud a Native American community and multiple mm. pension funds, all to corruptly bankroll their own personal and business interests. That says it all right there, and it pretty much shows everything that they were involved in with. That seems to be the M.O. for all of this. Six days after Devin Archer joined the Board of Burisma, a day after Vice President Biden visited Ukraine, which was five days after he met with Devin Archer in the White House, British officials seized $23 million from the corrupt owner of Burisma. On May 13, 2014, three weeks later, Hunter Biden joined the board of Burisma. What a coincidence. A Senate investigation discovered Burisma sent two wires worth more than $112,000 to Rosemont Senecare Baha'i, a shell entity run by Hunter Biden's business associate, Devin Archer. We also now know that Hunter was involved with Elena Batarina, the corrupt and now sanctioned wife of the former mayor of Moscow during the exact same period of time. On February 14, 2014, Batarina wired $3.5 million to Rosemont Seneca Thornton, an investment firm co-founded by Hunter Biden. On April 13, 2014, nine days before Devin Archer joined the board of Burisma, Hunter Biden and Devin Archer discuss a potential deal involving Batarina. You can't make this stuff up. And we are going to give this guy a parking ticket. Man, this stuff is so horrible. Archer wrote to Batarina, quote, confirmed green light to fund deposit, unquote. Archer continued, quote, just spent two hours on the phone with Kiev. I am confident at this point this is a good, if not life-changing, deal if the Ukraine doesn't collapse in the meantime. It sure looks like they intended to cash in on the turmoil in Ukraine. Just absolutely horrible. This guy deserves to be behind bars for his entire life and an absolute minimum. But it looks like he may never see that happen to him. The wills of justice turn way too slow in this country, especially for privileged people like Hunter Biden. Oh man. But enough about Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family. Did anybody hear what Anthony Blinken said yesterday at a press conference? And this had to do with China and Taiwan. They're looking for a World War III. That's what they want. And I think that Biden's beholden to the CCP 
between uh, the dealings that they did while he was vice president and what Hunter Biden did with all the access and all the money laundering that they did. But I'm going to play a clip from Anthony Blinken. On Taiwan, I reiterated the longstanding U.S. one-China policy. Uh, that policy has not changed. It's guided by the Taiwan Relations Act, the three joint communiques, the six assurances. We do not support Taiwan independence. We remain opposed to any unilateral changes to the status quo by either side. We continue to expect the peaceful resolution of cross-strait differences. Now, the thing is, is I don't want our country getting involved in anybody's wars, including if this one happens. But it is sad because our government is stoking the fires worldwide. It's like all the dealings with uh, Ukraine and all the bioweapon labs that are in Ukraine, all the money that we're spending in Ukraine. It's just sick and wrong. And we think that this is the land of freedom. When we're out there being the world police and we need to stop it, we need to learn to be isolationists. But these politicians, they know that they can make lots of money on wars and that's why they push them. It's a military industrial complex. They love this stuff. And then I'm gonna play a small clip of uh, Robert F. Kennedy being on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I'll just say one other chief these and and I'll just say one other thing chief these and and I'll just say one other thing Joe that war's cost us 113 billion dollars that's the commitment so far we our CDC's entire budget is 12 billion a year uh, um FDA or or EPA's entire budget is about 12 billion we have 57% of our, our people in this country cannot put their hands on $1,000 to, if they need to, if there's an emergency. 25% of Americans are hungry now, are not getting enough food. I have a friend who is a commercial fisherman who has spent his life on, you know, on the fisheries, had a business, put it together, but because it's a private business, because he was working a lot for other people, he doesn't have benefits. He now has a disability. His son-in-law runs the business, but can't support him. He has a disability, and um, and he has been surviving on $280 worth of food stamps from the SNAP program. And that doesn't take you too far. But on March 1st, he got a robocall from the government saying, your food stamps have been cut 90%, you're now getting $25 a month. Try feeding yourself on 90 cents a day in this country. 30 million Americans got that call. These are, and that same month, we bailed out, we, we printed 300 billion new dollars to bail out the Silicon Valley Bank. And we topped off the Ukraine war commitment to 113 billion. So. We got lots of money for the for the military industrial complex, lots of money for the bankers, you know, the banksters. Uh, but we're starving Americans to death. Starving them. And his because of all the inflation, we spent sixteen trillion on the lockdown. We wasted, got nothing for it. 
$8 trillion on the Ukraine war. That's $24 trillion that they had to print to pay for nothing. That money, the way they're paying it back, they're not going to tell us they're raised taxes because you can't do that. It's a hidden tax called inflation, and it hits the poor and the middle class, and it has dismantled the middle class in this country. Well, my friends, food bills for basic foods like chicken, dairy, and eggs has increased 76% in two years to pay for the Iraq war, or the Ukraine war, the Iraq war, and the lockdowns. His food prices are going up. And now the government's telling him, while we have plenty of money for the military and the banks, we don't have it for Americans who are, you know, hardworking people. And, uh, you know, something is not right. We, we don't have, we're in a crisis in this country. We're in, you know, and we need to start looking at, we need to start unraveling the empire. We have 800 bases abroad. We were told after, in 1992, when the, when the Soviet Union collapsed, we were told we were going to get a peace dividend, that the military expenditure was going to, going to go from $600 billion a year to $200 billion, and we were going to stop making billion-dollar stealth bombers that can't fly in the rain, and that we're going to take that money home and build schools with it and build infrastructure and give health care, good health care, in the inner cities. And then none of that happened. And today, instead of going down to $200 billion, it's gone up. The total military expenditure, if you include national security, is $1.3 billion. And it hasn't made us safer. It's made us worse off. $1.3 trillion? $1.3 trillion. If you include— Yeah, I think you said billion. No, $1.3 trillion. If you include national— you know, the, the security apparatus and, you know, the, all the stuff that you have to walk through at the airports— and if you include uh, the $300 billion uh, to uh, the veterans, which you can't cut. You know, the veterans are, you know, are, they're, they're, we have 29 a day killing themselves. You know, there's, there's, these wars are not good for our country or our kids, and we need to stop being an empire and instead come home, rebuild the middle class, and then project economic power the way the Chinese do who are eating our lunch because they know not to prevent to project military power they to project economic power that's how you win them yeah it's just absolutely sad where uh, where our federal government um, spends the money of us taxpayers that we pay these taxes every year and uh, they just they don't care they they're destroying the middle class. Uh, we got all this inflation going on right now. They're trying to start damn wars all over the place. And at the same time, make a whole bunch of money. It's just, I don't know. It's just sick. It's sick and it's wrong. But enough, uh, enough talking about the negative stuff. Um, something good that I saw today is... Nine of uh, nine of the Fox News employees just left the network to go work for Tucker Carlson with his new program. Well, good for them. I guess they don't want to push a whole bunch of propaganda. Imagine that one. Maybe they see where uh, Fox News is headed. But I thought that it was a good thing. I think it's uh, I think it's good that Tucker Carlson is out doing his own thing. And now he can basically say whatever the hell he wants. Because I would say for the most part, I think he's pretty pretty awake to uh, 
what's going on. I don't know exactly. I mean, I'm sure he's going to not be ridiculously open about all the stuff that's going on, but he's been a lot more open since he's been on his own uh, platform and doing his own little uh, clips and interviews and stuff. So I don't know. It'll be very, very interesting. And then I want to uh, play this clip of this gay man that's talking about how more or less how much he does not like the pride flag and the fact that um, it's just like all these psyops that we see. They try to put the government is always trying to put everybody in boxes, and that's a psyop is to keep everybody fighting against each other all the time. But anyways, I like what the guy had to say, so I'm going to go ahead and play this clip, this audio of it. This flag does not represent me. When you're a conservative gay and you have conservative traditional values, it doesn't represent you. I am tired. I am tired of this community trying to represent me and the millions of people that support people like me. And the people in this building are upset because they think that they're being marginalized. Do you see Chinese people in here upset that we're not flying the Chinese flag on Chinese New Year's? No, you see my community, the gay people that wanna be marginalized, that make victims of ourselves. This flag that I'm standing on no longer represents me. This is not your fault, I'm not yelling at you. I'm upset because people like this are constantly representing my community. They make us look like fools, they make us look dumb, and I'm tired of it. This flag does not represent everyone with liberty and justice for all. That flag, this flag, the American flag, 13 stripes and 50 stars represent us. Not this, not this. And if the gay community would wake up, we wouldn't have this pushback. Stop indoctrinating children and these types of things wouldn't happen. One more thing, one more thing. Do you know where I can find a trash can? The pride flag? He wanted to know where he could find a trash can because he wanted to throw away the pride flag that he tore up at the very beginning when he started talking and then stepped on it the rest of the time. I think people have to realize that uh, we as Americans, we've been psyoped. Like, like I've said multiple times this month, you know, it's like, why, why do, why do uh, gays and lesbians feel like they need an entire month of pride because of your sexual preference? Who cares? I don't. Keep it in the bedroom. Like normal people do. But, you know, like you said, they have to feel like they're marginalized. They have to feel like they're victims all the time. Well, you guys aren't victims. It's it's very refreshing that this guy has the ability and uh, the testicular fortitude to stand up to this stuff. I applaud him for it. I'm glad because just like him, I'm tired of this Pride Month. 
I'm tired of this victimization all the time that we see in our communities. <laughs> it's totally laughable. This is America. We have the Bill of Rights. Quit trying to say that, you know, there's all these all these different hate crimes and all this stuff that's happening to you guys. No. Normal people want you to quit trying to brainwash kids, quit trying to manipulate children, quit trying to take their innocence away. The people are just tired of it. So I'm glad this dude stood up and said what he had to say. It's very good. I'm uh I'm glad he did it. So anyways, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. Like, share, and subscribe to it. Leave comments down below. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. Seven, oh, two,